Hi, I'm Hallie, and I want to welcome you to the Odd Life Podcast. That's spelled A-W-E-D, which stands for Awake, Well, and Empowered. In this space, you will hear inspirational stories, candid and heartfelt conversations, as well as advice from experts, all with the intention of helping women like you live odd AF. Because I believe the more of us that live awake, well, and empowered, the better this world will be. So thank you for being here and welcome to your odd life. Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. Today is a special day. Today is episode 50. Kind of crazy. I try not to look at analytics because I don't want to be disappointed, but also I don't want to let it distract me from my true purpose of being here. This isn't to necessarily grow millions and millions of listeners. It's more of a way to inspire people that are interested in living awake, well, and empowered. If that's five people, then so be it. If that's more, then more the merrier. But I want to take a moment to celebrate this episode because it's hard to show up each and every week. Hopefully I've got a guest for you every other week. But even when I show up on these solo episodes, while it's sometimes easy to sit and chit chat and reflect and talk about things and share what I'm learning, there's also a point where you start to doubt yourself. And I did it last week. You may have noticed, you may not have noticed, but I did not publish last week's episode on time. And this is why, because I doubted myself. I was going through the editing process and I didn't get it done on time. Fine. I'll edit it. I'll get it out late. And the more I listened to it, the more I questioned myself, like, what am I talking about? Why did I share that? This is stupid. No one's going to want to listen to this. And whether or not that's actually true is really not for me to decide. Uh, Because what I was sharing was authentic. They're real stories. They're things that happened. It wasn't anything grand. I was just recalling some of the things that happened over the vacation and then what I wanted to happen in 2024. And I started to listen to that voice in my head that said, this is stupid. No one's going to care about this. You're just rambling at this point. That's There's a lot of podcasts out there, if you've noticed, of people just rambling, talking about stuff that's happened in our life. There's a ton of those podcasts. So it's not like people don't listen to those things. And the doubt crept in. And one of my angels on earth, my friend Carrie, she and I have been exchanging Marco Polo's. If you don't want Marco Polo as it's a it's an app that you can record a video of yourself talking, send it to your friend, then they record one, send it back. It just helps if you're busy and it's hard to find time or even take two hours to sit down because that's what it would happen if Carrie and I talked on the phone all the time. It's a good two-hour conversation. Don't always have two hours. I have 10, 15 minutes and I can record something and shoot it off and then she can reply back and it makes us be a little more concise and take up a little less time. Even though I love having the conversations with her as well, I just need to find more time to do that. And at the time I was driving and I just wanted to share some stuff. And I shared with her some things that were going on with me recently. And I shared that I didn't share with the podcast. I decided not to to share it because it felt stupid. And of course, she comes back and she says, share the podcast, share it, share the episode. Don't be silly. And it got me thinking just what I said earlier is, why? Why not? Stop doubting yourself. If even one person listens and they connect with what I'm saying, then that's all that matters. Or something about it sparked them to do something. And not every episode is going to be like this hardcore lesson or this is what I'm doing now. Try this yourself. It may just be sharing 
something that's going on in life that maybe it helps you recall something going on in your own life and you realize you're not alone in the shit that you deal with. That's it. So thank you to Carrie for helping me realize that uh, there's no place for doubt. Just keep moving forward. And even if it, even if it is, but the vast majority of people that listen to it think it was a stupid, dumb, boring episode. So be it. How many episodes have I listened to other podcasts? And I was like, eh, that wasn't for me. And I just fast forwarded. I still listen to the podcast. I didn't cancel it. I didn't say, ugh, enough of this. Because they have more episodes that I could listen to that are more entertaining for me. What makes this any different? So thank you, Carrie, for putting that in perspective for me. I appreciate it. Uh, man, get you some friends like Carrie. I mean, she is the most positive individual. Maybe we'll have her on the podcast at some point, but uh, positive and uplifting. And if I need to change the way that I'm thinking, my friend Carrie comes through every time. If I leave her a voice memo about what's going on, she replies back with so much love and care and support that uh, I could cry thinking about it. So Carrie, thank you. Love you. So cheers to 50 episodes, you guys. Thanks for listening. If you've made it this far, I appreciate you. Today is going to be another solo episode because I have yet to schedule another guest at this point in time. Hard to get done sometimes. People are busy. And uh, even though I've gotten a yes, to get the calendar coordinated is really, really hard. So we're going to just keep recording until we get the other ones done. But today, what I wanted to talk about was what I did last week. I am going up to Omaha. Uh, I had the weekend prior, I was thinking about this. There is a new pro sport that's happening in women's sports. It is the Pro Volleyball Federation. They've created seven teams that are professional women's volleyball indoor. Omaha has a team called the Supernovas, and they had a game coming up last Wednesday. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to go. And my husband had traveled out of town for, for his work. And I decided, you know what? I've got two dogs to take care of, a son. I could have easily stayed home. And I said, I'm going to go. He's capable of getting himself out of, out of bed. He's capable of driving. He's capable of getting himself to school sometimes. And he can take care of the dogs. We're all good. So I drove up Tuesday. And it's only a three-hour drive from Kansas City. So I drove up Tuesday, stayed with my daughter. And I knew she'd be working the event. Her company called Herdat, H-U-R-R-D-A-T, uh, Herdat Sports. They have a, a media team and a sports reporters, broadcasters, videographers, all these people. And they've become the media partner to the Omaha Supernovas team. So they were all on deck and all working that Wednesday. And so she was going to be there reporting and doing some behind the scenes stuff. So I wanted to be, go be a part of it. I had gone to the Nebraska Volleyball Day, which was in August, I think it was August 30th, I believe it was. It was uh, a huge event. It drew 92,003 people to the event. It was the most watched live event in person of a women's sport in the world. It set a world record and I got to be a part of it. And we initially weren't planning on going to that. And it was last minute, they opened up more seats. And I was like, what are we doing? We live three hours away. My husband and I both went to school in Nebraska we love sports. We love women's sports. And so how can we possibly miss this event? So we bought tickets last minute. It was amazing. It was so emotional to watch all these young girls watching. And if you know 
what it's like to be at a college football game. And you watch these, what we call ours the tunnel walk. I think everyone has a version of this. And you see the players come out. They've got a hype video that goes on before that. The, the band's playing. There's fireworks going off. All kinds of stuff's happening. And it's just such an emotional event. Now, take women, put them in that position. These young college girls from 18 to 22, 23, whatever it is, and they're now running out of that tunnel into a, a sea of people, 92,000 people. And there's all the media and the press and there's celebrities watching and they're the ones that people are cheering for. And all these little girls are on the sidelines and in the stands cheering for their favorite players. It was amazing. So I knew what a historical moment that was that I got to be a part of. And here was a professional women's team starting to play in Omaha and I should go. So go to Omaha, stay with my daughter. So I reached out to my best friend. She lives in Omaha. And sure enough, she could go to the match. And so we went to dinner and then went to the match afterwards. And it was amazing. I'll put some highlights and some videos up on the YouTube video. But I love the way Nebraska supports women's sports. Women in sports inspire so many young girls. And to see something like that live young girls being able to be there with whatever parent supports them, whether it's both parents, maybe they go with their mom, maybe they go with their dad, to have something that's theirs, that they get to cheer on, that they can see themselves maybe on that court someday. That is so huge. So huge. So if you ever have a chance to go to a professional or collegiate event with a young girl, please take her. Please make an effort because we can become what we see out in the world. And that's sometimes all it takes for us to see something in person or a grand scale that helps us believe that's something we can do as well. I mean, a lot's changed since I was a kid. I don't even know when I started noticing women's sports. We watched the Olympics and we, we could see women in the Olympics. But outside of that, there wasn't a whole lot of things for me to see, like whether on TV or in person, of women playing sports. And it wasn't until probably college that I started to understand and pay attention more. And now these girls are so young and they're able to see these things and attend these events. So if you're able to go, it's number one, it's fantastic volleyball. We're pretty spoiled in Nebraska because we've had the Husker volleyball team has been successful for quite a number of years. And there's really nothing quite like that level of competition. But I think this is only going to get better and better as those players come out of college and are able to get drafted. So here are the teams. Let me read these off to you. Atlanta Vibe, Columbus Fury, Grand Rapids Rise, Omaha Supernovas, Orlando Valkyries, San Diego Mojo, and Vegas Thrill. So those are the teams that you can go watch and take your nieces, your own kids, take them to go watch these games these matches brings me to tears. Whenever I see young girls watching, they had a tunnel walk. They had a huge hype video. It was so cool. Uh, the way they, they announced the players, it feels super intense and it, it has such a great vibe. And then watching the women run out of the tunnel, high-fiving the little girls, walking out with girls to do the national anthem. It's just awesome. And every time I get, I tear up because I just think about what that would feel like as a young girl 
to see women at this level playing this kind of sport. It's just amazing. So went to that on Wednesday, which was really cool is I got a chance to spend some time with my, my best friend. Like I said, we had a chance to continue the conversations that we had while we were on vacation, even more so. And her and I, so great. I cannot tell you how thrilled I am that she is now living alcohol-free as well. She did not go to treatment or any of those kinds of things. She just decided she liked the way she felt on 75 hard and kept going and really had to question her own relationship to alcohol and why she was using it. And she felt really good not drinking and helped her evaluate a lot of her own behaviors. And her and I are so on the same page with it. It's really crazy. And it's nuts to think about just a few months ago. I had no idea that she was doing this. And here we are connecting on so much because of it. And we're having this, yes, me too, reaction to whenever she's telling me something, I'm telling her something. And we're both landing at the same place with feeling super empowered when we don't drink and how much more clear our vision is and our focus in our daily life is. She has that same clarity. And I'm just so dang proud of her for doing it. And it's brought us even closer. And I'm so glad that we have talked about it because now she feels less alone because she's dealing with the same stuff in her own daily life as friends are kind of stumped about what to do with her. But also she's realizing that, oh, wait, all we had in common was going out and drinking together. There was nothing else there, much of substance. So she's in the process of finding some new friends and she's okay with the absence because it's not really what she wants to do anyway and be around. And uh, so I'm really just so thrilled. So whenever I get a chance to go see her, I'm going to be doing that and taking time together because now we can do things together, whether it's vacationing or going for a walk. We have so much more in common now and we have such a rich history because of our friendship. I've known her since I was in the fourth grade, but now there's another layer that we can add to our friendship, which is so amazing. So amazing. One thing I did when we went to this restaurant, it's a nice steak restaurant and both were just going to drink water. And we asked for ice water with lemon. And I asked the waitress to put our waters in wine glasses. And she stopped and she looked at me like, okay. And then walked away. We both were like, oh, seriously, just want, we don't want to drink water out of a small little itty bitty glass. We don't want to feel like we're nowhere little kids. I don't know how about you. There's a restaurant here in town that we go to once in a while. I don't even really go that much anymore, but they serve water out of a plastic glass. You know, if you order a drink or, you know, a beer or whatever, it comes in a pint glass. But if you drink water, you get a plastic cup. I'm like, I'm so sick of plastic cups. So I asked for a wine glass. And she looked at me like I was a little bit off my rocker. But then when she delivered it, my friend said something like, yeah, you know, there's no mocktails. And so we still like to have a nice drink without feeling like we're just having water. I said, the wine glass elevates the glass of water a little bit. She's like, oh, okay. And then she goes on to say that she's been dry for the last eight months. She did sober October and then she's been off the alcohol for a while. So it's not like she didn't get it, but it was interesting her reaction at first. So clearly we need to be asking more for water and wine glasses, folks. My sober friends, let's start elevating our own experience. If it's just water, it's just water. But you know what? Water out of a wine glass is nice and it's fancy and it feels different. And if you own a restaurant or you work at a restaurant, maybe make the suggestion of not serving water out of a plastic piece of shit glass. 
because nobody needs that. Nobody wants that. Maybe if you've got yeah, little kids, fine, go ahead, give them the plastic glass. I'm a 51-year-old woman. I don't want a plastic glass. Thank you very much. So there you have it. My thoughts on that. But we had a great dinner, great conversation. We had to cut ourselves off so we weren't late to the match, but it was just across the street, walked over there. She's actually former college athlete. She played college basketball. I never did. I didn't play college sports, but appreciate them like no other. And so being able to go and see something together, just us, we've never done that before. Just her and I at a sporting event. That's pretty fucking fun. So her and I being there at a sporting event together, just her and I, no kids, no spouses. It was great. I loved having that moment with her. And we were part of history. We were at the very first ever pro volleyball game indoor for women. And I look forward to going to many more. And then the next day, my daughter and I hung out. Uh, I was going to go home Thursday, but then since I didn't see her much Wednesday, because she had some work stuff she had to prep for, and then she had to go to the arena and get ready for the whole evening. And then she was home late because of the post-match interviews she had to do and all those things. So I didn't really see her most of the day. And so we hung out Thursday, went going to get a cup of coffee. I had another friend I was going to meet for coffee. She got called into work last minute because a coworker was sick. So we'll hopefully get together at some other point. But my daughter and I went to get coffee. She took me to a place, a little town just 50 minutes away. It's called Ashland, Nebraska, just between Omaha and Lincoln. If you're in the area, you need to go check it out. I'll share some photos in the YouTube video. But uh, there's a little place called Fariner Bakery and Coffee Shop. Oh, so cute. So stinking cute. It's this, again, little town of like 2,000 people. And it's got a little main street, maybe a block each way. That's about it. Nothing, nothing crazy. It's a flashing red light. And they've got this adorable bakery, fresh breads, pastries, the coffees. They have a little bit of shopping and they've got some dips and spreads and nuts and snacks and wines. And they also had a few non-alcoholic wines, which were great. And their stuff was fantastic. We had some scones and sat there and hung out and talked for a little while. And then we were on the corner to a place called Salt Creek Mercantile. And I guess the holidays, my daughter said it was beautiful, stunning. But inside it's handwoven baskets and candles and hand poured soaps and even had natural deodorant, which I bought some. It comes in a perfect square and it works fantastic. Since I've had my hormones adjusted with my HRT, my testosterone's been a little higher. So I understand the boy hormones and why they make all that a little ripe sometimes. And I've been struggling with the right deodorant to use. Been trying a bunch of different things. I don't want like want to put aluminum under my armpits and no chemicals underneath there. So I go all natural as far as deodorant goes. And lately the ones I've had have not been cutting it. So I tried this and it works out great. It's a touch messy, but it, like I said, it comes in a square and it's all it is. There's no container that it comes in. I have a little dish that I bought that goes with it and I just rub it on and it's been working fantastic. I'm trying to figure out how to travel with it and not melting. I have to freeze it before I travel and put it in my carry-on and see if that works. But love that. They had all kinds of cool stuff. They had measuring spoons. They had ceramic ware, cute salt shakers, some just unique stuff. And that's in this cute little town. And thank God for Instagram because I think that's how the girls found it. And I will be back to visit again. So what I did 
So we hung out there. And then later on that night, we went to dinner. And then I left Friday. And so what I did was I went back to Ashland and I grabbed myself uh, matcha tea and I sat down with my journal and I journaled for a little bit. I didn't have to rush back to anything. So I sat and journaled for a little bit, ate my scones. I got two. I got a, the one, they have a savory one that was spinach and red pepper and something else. Had half of that. And then I got myself an orange marmalade scone and had about half of that. And then I saved the rest for my trip home. And I bought myself a mini loaf of homemade sourdough, which has been amazing. I mean, so soft and tender and yummy. And uh, I ended up driving from there the back way. Normally, you if you're driving home from, if I'm driving back to Kansas City from Omaha, it's really just I-80 and then I-29 down. But coming from Ashland, I wound my way through some back roads down to Lincoln, Nebraska, and then over to I-29 from there. I know that the people that listen that aren't from this area don't give a shit of how I get home, but I'm just telling you, if you are local to the area, that's what I did. Just trying to help you out. If you are and ever happen to be in that area, go to Ashland and then head back to Kansas City the back way. I drove sort of a zigzag down. Actually, I came out near Syracuse, Nebraska. and even though snow was on the ground, trees obviously are barren, it was so freaking pretty. It's really hilly in that area. And I'm driving through trees and windy roads. And there was a couple of like old abandoned farmhouses on the side and some really cool new houses that they had built up that are like, oh, wow, they look like a really cool modern farmhouse. And driving through these little areas, it makes you appreciate the space around you. And man, Nebraska. And even parts of Kansas, same thing. Like I know the western parts of the state can be pretty flat and pretty barren, but the eastern sides along the rivers, they're beautiful. Trees everywhere. I cannot wait to try that drive again, but in the summertime, and I can see it full with all the trees. And it's pretty hilly, so you can see where maybe a lot of deer would be hanging out. It just was really pretty. So I appreciate that. So that's making my gratitude journal this week is all the things I saw along the way. I wanted to pull over and take some pictures of some things I found. But there was a couple of cars behind me and I didn't want to whip over and cause an accident. So I didn't. I should have gone back and taken some pictures. If I had my nice camera, some of the cool pictures I would have gotten from some of those places I saw on my way home. So I am here to tell you that going off the beaten path sometimes is the most beautiful way to travel. And yes, it may take you 30 minutes longer to get to where you're going. Who cares? Who cares? The things you may see will be worth it. And you may discover something along the way that is just a few minutes off the main highway that you would never have known was there. So trying to find an alternative route, sure, it may be a dud, but it may not. You may find a cute, quaint little town. You may find an amazing farmhouse. You may see a herd of elk. You may see a random buffalo. You don't know. You don't know. It was such a fun couple of days with my daughter. We had a great conversation. We were able to catch up on a show. Uh, I think it's called Funny Girl. It's on PBS. It's set in the 1960s. And that's about a woman that wants to become a comedy actress. She's beautiful. So in the entertainment industry, they're like, okay, you're a beauty queen. Or maybe go do some striptease or be a model. But there's no chance you're going to be a, an actress. And they automatically dismiss her. And I've loved the first couple episodes. We're watching her 
become determined on, nope, um, this is what I want and how she goes about doing it. It's pretty cool. So that's one new show that we're watching together. And then we actually just got a chance to have some great conversations and hung out with a roommate, talked a little bit. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is I think about how simple that seems to get in the car, drive a couple hours north, see my daughter, hang out with her, go to an event, which I was going to go by myself. But I thought, why would I do that? I called my my best friend and see if she could go. Sure enough, she could go. But I was going to go by myself if no one else was able to go with me. And realizing that a lot of women don't feel that same way. Like I have two aunts that do not drive outside of their metro area. They live in smaller towns, like maybe eight, nine, 10,000 people. And if their husbands aren't driving them somewhere, they aren't going outside of their area. So they don't come see my mom. My mom lives in Kansas City. They don't come down here to see her. She has to go up and see them. They're too afraid to drive in a major city, which I wouldn't think even Kansas City feels like a major city. It's a larger city, but it's not Chicago. It's not New York City, but maybe it feels like that to them, I guess. And I never want to become that. And I feel bad for them that they are stuck because they've created this fear in their mind that it's so scary. There's no way they could figure it all out. And it makes me sad for them. And I told myself, I will never become that. I want to take risks. I want to empower myself. And like I said, to me, driving north three hours to a sporting event is not that big of a deal. But to somebody that lives in maybe a smaller area, that may seem like a huge undertaking. And I think it's important to keep growing that, keep building on that. Don't ever stop. Because then all of a sudden your world gets very, 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 very small. And there's moments for sure that I would love to live on a farm middle of nowhere, having all the miniature cows and dogs and all the things. But, but doing that seems like an act of empowerment. Like that's something I'm choosing to do and living in a way that feels very simple, but not small. And I don't mean everyone has to live this big grand life, but I can guarantee my two aunts feel trapped because they're not able to overcome that fear of driving in a bigger city. And that is a reminder to keep working on this muscle, this empowerment muscle, this courage muscle, to keep doing the things that help me foster that and help me grow that. Because I think as we get older, people are telling you, oh, you're older now, you shouldn't be doing those things. You may cause an accident or you shouldn't go by yourself. You may fall, those types of things. We will become what we believe people are telling us about ourselves. That makes sense. So where does our own voice show up in all this though? These are a couple of things that are happening with all that is the people that are telling us that we shouldn't do this, shouldn't do these things, shouldn't do this, shouldn't do that. We may hurt ourselves. Aren't you scared? Aren't you nervous? That may be a projection onto you of their own fears, or they are trying to keep you small because they are scared themselves and can't believe you would want to do this. Or it's something there's repeating that society has led them to believe is the way it should be. Like you hit a certain age and you should no longer run because you might fall and break a hip. And I think it's just, if you don't use it, you lose it. So what I'm getting down to at the end of this is just keep using it. Keep using your courage. Keep using your empowerment muscles. Keep doing the things that light you up going for a random drive in the, in the country, going to visit the small coffee shop 
in a different town, taking your camera with you and just driving and taking pictures, going to a sporting event all by yourself. These are the things that will help you maintain and grow your courage and your stamina and your empowerment muscle and just your belief in yourself. These are not hard things for most people, but if you don't pay attention, if you don't keep doing these things and doing more, you're going to realize your world has gotten really small and then it feels really hard to do those things. Let's say you used to play tennis in high school and you stopped playing for many, many years. You're not going to be able to pick up that racket and play like you used to. It's going to take time. And that alone may keep you from playing because it feels super intimidating. Like, oh, I'm going to be so shitty. I'll be so out of shape. I'll have to relearn everything. Okay, so be it. So rather than allowing yourself, though, to have that break, don't stop doing it. Just keep going. Keep going. My mom is 80 years old, 80 plus years old, and she drives no problem. Uh, she's been driving back and forth to see her sisters all the time. She has no problem doing road trips. She's been doing it for a long time. She drove down to Kansas City to see us and we started having kids. Then they moved down here. Then she started to go back and forth to see her family up north. They would drive to go see friends. No problem. And so I think it's just a muscle that you have to maintain. But I think what's important is never letting it stop. Just keep going. And then the little thing that felt hard initially, and then that makes the next thing feel a little easier. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. So that's what I'm gaining from it is just, okay, don't stop doing this. Keep exploring, get in your car and drive, go to the thing by yourself, try new things, but just don't stop exploring. Don't stop doing the things that light you up. Because once you stop, it's really hard to get momentum to get going again. I did notice for a while after 2020, I mean, there's a lot of things we haven't we haven't done in a long time. We haven't gone seeing live music since 2020. Why? Out of the habit. That's it. Literally out of the habit. Um, I haven't gone on a walk in a while outside. Out of the habit. It's not like we've had horrible weather. The last couple of weeks were pretty cold and snowy. But prior to that, before the holidays, it really was pretty mild. I got out of the habit. Just keeping in it and keep doing it is the important piece. And so I've caught myself staying at the house all the time, not trying new things and just feeling that's a lot of effort to go do that thing. Okay, so be it. But you're going to be so happy when you do it and you experience something new for the first time. It's worth it. Absolutely worth it. If anything, it's worth it to keep your mind sharp and to keep your empowerment muscle strong. All right, friends, that's all I have for today. Just want to remind you to do the things. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop driving to places by yourself. Don't stop attending events by yourself or reaching out to a friend, initiating some things in your life because that makes you feel so good. I mean, when you're done, like, oh wait, what was I so freaked out about? Nothing. There's nothing to be freaked out about at all. Go do the hard things. If the hard thing is literally driving in the car to go see a friend four hours away, give it a shot. If you need to be more prepared, if you feel like maybe you're not prepared enough, then okay, what's it going to take for you to get prepared? You need to make sure you have your cars serviced, you're gassed up, you have directions, you've checked different routes. I don't know, whatever's gonna make you feel more confident in that thing, then do those things first. If that's what it takes, then do those things first. And then you'll be so happy you did it because it required you to step out of your comfort zone, try some hard things, do something different out of the norm. 
I think that's what the things that make life exciting and make you feel alive is the things that you don't do every single day, making things feel special. And I think that's really what it comes down to a lot of times is getting out of those ruts that we create in our daily life. Some of us are very much creatures of habit. We do the same thing over and over. And I feel very stifled by that. Sure, there's some comfort in some things like you know what to expect a little bit. Like I love my dogs, spending time with them, my family, those types of things. But at the same time, I feel very constricted when we do the same shit every single day. I cannot handle a lot of times just the repetition of life. Like I don't want to be those people that grow old and every night the most important thing is what's for dinner and what show we're going to watch. Cannot be me. I cannot. If I could, I would probably throw the TV out the window. As much as I do love a TV show that's like the ones I've mentioned before, if I start watching game shows, please institutionalize me because I've lost it. I'm no longer myself. Somebody's taken over and I am no longer existing in my body. Like watching game shows is like, that's the, all right, I've, I've hung it up to dry and now I'm officially retired from life. I don't want to live my life through a TV. I want to go out and experience the world. I want to travel and be out in the world. And it takes sometimes really pushing outside those comfort zones and really pushing out of just our normal routine. Because I notice when I don't do that, when I stay in my everyday rut, I get pissy <laughs> and I get irritable and I just feel like something's missing. And it popped in my head, like we we're talking about her working for the, the volleyball event. I'm like, hey, why aren't you going? Go. Even though your husband's not around, go. Do it. And I did. And I'm so happy I did. Great week. Watching women's volleyball, spending time with friends, my daughter, checking out fun little towns and fun little places. And so I'll put all that stuff in the show notes, the places that I visited and more about the pro volleyball. And I hope you get a chance to go and explore in your own life. It's so freaking empowering. I love it. All right, guys, have a great rest of the week. Thank you again for being here for episode 50. Let's keep going. I can't wait to celebrate at 75 and 100 and so on and so on and so on. So thank you for being here. I appreciate it. And big shout outs to my loyal listeners. I know my friend Jill and my friend Carrie are always listening. And I just want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart that your support means everything to me. And I know you don't have to listen, but you do. I appreciate it. Love you all. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you again for being here. I am so grateful for your time. And if you liked what you heard, please head to where you listen to podcasts, rate and review, share on Instagram, your social media channels, wherever else you go so we can reach as many people as possible so they can meet these amazing women and hear these conversations. If you'd like to connect further, you can find me over at my website at halliesawyer.com or on Instagram. I'm usually going to be at uh, Hallie underscore Sawyer or The Odd Life, which is this podcast specific Instagram account. All right. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you soon.